she is a daughter of Abraham. What is he saying? Because she has a covenant. Now the word of God says in Galatians chapter 3, 29, that if you be Christ's seed, you are, you, are, you are Abraham's seed and you are an heir according to the covenant. In other words, just because of covenant, she had a right to be healed. Healing is the children's bread. Healing is part of your inheritance. Healing is your birthright. Glory to God. Blessed be his name. By his stripes you were healed. That is a fact. Jesus bore your sickness and he carried your infirmity. That is a fact. Now let me say this to you. Today, <laughs> today is the day before tomorrow. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> How much faith does it take for you to believe that today is the day before tomorrow? How much, if today is Sunday... How much faith does it take for you to believe that tomorrow is Monday? None. No effort. Why? Because it is a fact. Well, it is a fact that Jesus bore your sicknesses and he carried your diseases and by his stripes you were healed. That's a fact. It shouldn't take any effort. It is a fact. It is done. It is finished. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you see, I mean, you're born again. You're a child of God. Let me ask you something. For you who are born again, remember healing is your children's bread. You are a believer. That's your born again nature. As a child of God born again, how much effort does it take to wake up in the morning and believe that Jesus is raised up from the dead? Do you have to work at it? Do you have to keep your mind and say, Jesus is raised up from the dead? No, you believe it. It is a fact. Jesus has been raised up from the dead. That is why being born again is such an easy thing. That is why it would say in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, if you believe, if you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe he's been raised up from the dead, you shall be saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. By his stripes you are healed. It's a fact. This healing is a fact. It's your inheritance. It's your birthright. So you say, but yes, but. Okay, stop. Let's deal with the but. Yes, but. And here is where a lot of the buts come from. <laughs> the buts come from your human limitations. Whether it be in the financial arena or regarding any of the promises of God. They, these stuff come up with, what's my background? Maybe I'm too tall. Maybe I'm too short. Maybe I don't have enough education. Maybe, maybe I have a wrong skin color. Maybe my cultural background. Maybe my history. Maybe I had this happen in my past. And all these human things, all these human limitations comes and rises up. Well, they are a lie. We are not to, it's not that they're, 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 just, they're a heavenly lie. They might be an earthly truth. And you see, to walk in the kingdom of God and to operate in God's realm, you got to operate in his realm by faith, not based on history, not based on what it looks like, not based on human limitations. That is why as a believer, you can move over into the arena that says you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Amen? Now in the realm of healing, uh, uh, people might say, yes, okay, Jesus bore my sicknesses, carried my infirmities, and so on and so forth. But in the natural realm, this is what's going on. This, this, this particular disease runs in my family. This particular disease is hereditary. This thing is some generational curse. My grandfather, my uncle, this one, this one, that one had it. Now those things may be true on a natural plane. But may I say this to you? Come up higher. 
Come up higher. Come up into the spiritual plane. Come up into the realm of God. Come up into the realm where it says, Hebrews 4 and verse 3, the works of God were finished from the foundation of the world. Come up higher. Think on a higher plane. Let your believing be on the plane where it says, Psalms 119.89, the word of God is forever settled in heaven. Come up higher to the place where, where, where Jesus said, it is finished. I already bore your sicknesses. By my stripes you are healed. I already hung on that cross. I already took that curse. You are, come up higher. Come up higher and operate and think as a kingdom of God person. Think from the nature of Christ. Think in the, from the reality of who you are in Christ and from your present position. Your position is you are seated in heavenly places in Christ. You see, it takes your position to change your condition. Amen? When you operate from the position you have in Christ, as a child of God, you will change the condition. Healing is the children's bread. Come up higher. Come up higher to the place where Ephesians 1 verse 3, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Come up higher to the place where he bore my sicknesses, carried every infirmity. Come up higher to the nature of God that is now in your born again spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something about that nature that is in your born again spirit. God said in Isaiah 45 and verse 23, you can look it up. God says, I have sworn... I have sworn and my word has gone forth in righteousness that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Oh, what do you mean unto me every knee shall bow? Unto me, unto my nature. I've spoken it in righteousness. Everything bows to the nature of Christ that is in you. Everything bows to the nature of God that is in you. That nature is what is described in Ephesians chapter 1, where Paul prayed that the eyes of our understanding would be open, so that you would know what is the hope to which he has called you, so that you might know what is the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints. When he prayed that you might know what is the exceeding greatness of this power, that is in us, that is even according to the working of that mighty power that raised up Christ from the dead and raised you up together with him and made and give you his nature and place you in a place far above all principalities and powers, far above every other name, far above every sickness, every disease. That nature inside of you is absolute total victory and is the, is the nature of God and it is supreme. In the same way it says in 1 John 3, 9, that it is impossible for God to sin and it is impossible for that nature in you to sin because the nature and the seed of God remains in you in the same way it is impossible for that nature to have any sickness or disease. That is the reason why Romans chapter 8 verse 10 says that your spirit is life. That's the life of God because of righteousness. And the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal body. He will draw that healing power out of that nature and distributed to every part of your being. That's what Second Peter 1 verse 4 is talking about. I've given you great and precious promises that by these you might partake of that divine nature. What does that mean? That by these various promises, I sent my word to heal you, that you can take that, those promises and draw out Take the part of the divine nature that you need out of your spirit and distribute it throughout your entire body. Healing is the children's bread. No sickness allowed. Sickness is not to be allowed or tolerated. What you, what, 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 you know, what does it say? What you tolerate, you will keep. Don't tolerate it. Amen? 
Let those, let those weak hands rise up. Let it be healed. Come up higher. Come up into this spiritual realm. Don't, not, we're not denying the natural realm. But we're denying it, its right to rule over us. That spiritual realm of God, it will rule, it will change the natural realm. Your position will change your condition. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 says, We look not at the things that are seen, but we look at the things that are not seen. Because the things that are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. They have the power to change the things that are seen. Glory to God. First Corinthians 1.28 says, God has chosen the things that are not to bring to naught the things that are. Hebrews 11 verse 3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, and the things which are seen were made from the things that are not seen. The unseen realm, the realm of God, the realm of the kingdom, is greater than the natural realm. And it is able to change the things in the natural realm. That's the reason why God says, they put the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. Luke 17, 21. The kingdom of God is on the inside of you. Hebrews 11 verse 1 puts it this way. It says, faith is the very substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of the things not seen. You see, when you believe what's already finished. When you believe what's already done. When you believe that these things are facts. It's done. It's settled in heaven. When you believe that, then your faith will give it substance. And cause it to be made manifest in the natural. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You say, oh yeah. <laughs> This one's in the family. Grandpa had it. Mom, dad, three generations, four generations. Stop, stop. That's in your natural history. But you are born again. You are first generation in God. And God don't have grandchildren. God don't have, I mean, God is your father. He has fathered you. You are the firstborn in Christ. The Bible says um, you, 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 you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. You wouldn't doubt for a moment that Jesus is the firstborn. Amen? And the Bible says that it, it, it teaches that the firstborn is the one that has all the rights. Well, guess what? You are in him and all the rights that he has are yours. That's why 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says, all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Hallelujah. Jesus says, I'm not ashamed to call them brethren. We are one. He that is joined onto the spirit is one. You are in Christ. You are a new creation. Brand new with the nature of God. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. So, You've got a new bloodline. Again, well, remember, remember what we're saying. You've got to think on a different level. You've got to think on a spiritual level. You've got to think on the kingdom of God mindset. You've got to think according to the mind of Christ. You cannot allow the natural to dictate to you. Amen? You are in the world but not of the world. You have a new bloodline. And you've got to believe accordingly. You've got a new name. The name of Jesus belongs to you. You've got a new nature. You are born of the seed of God, not of the seed of men. You were not conceived, being born again, by the will of men, but by the will of God. 1 John 1, 13. Hallelujah, you got a new seed. You got to believe that. 
You see, you were crucified, Galatians 2.20 says, you were crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, you live. Yet, it's not you. It's not you there. But it is Christ that lived in you. And the life that you now live, it's the life of Christ. And you live it by the faith of the Son of God. You say, well, I'm, having struggle, I'm struggling believing this. Well, just declare, you've got the faith of Christ. And therefore, I believe like Christ believed. It's not me here. It's his life. I've been crucified with him. Amen? You got a new beginning. You don't have, it's no longer, it, the life you have is the life of Christ. It's not, it's not your history. It is now his story. His life. Christ is now your life. Galatians, um, Colossians 3 verse 4. Now in Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 it says, They sang a new song saying, Jesus, you are worthy to take the scroll, to open the seals, for you were slain, and you have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. The Amplified says, you have purchased, you've purchased unto God out of every tribe, every language, every people, every nation, every nationality, every, every, every culture, every... In other words, you have purchased us and you've redeemed us out of all of these human definitions. That realm of humanity. You are divinity wrapped up in human flesh. Christ in you is the hope of glory. The fullness of the Godhead dwells within Christ and Christ is in you. Glory to God. You've got a brand new identity but you're redeemed out of all those human limitations because you're born again. All right, let's put it this way. Because you were crucified with Christ, what happened? In other words, then what we're saying is this. Jesus' death finished you and put an end to you. And now the life you have is the life of Christ. Let me, let me circle the wagon. Come on next angle. Jesus' death put an end to the claim of humanity over you. So that humanity can no longer make that claim on you. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 13. That the body is for the Lord. And the Lord for the body. In verse 17. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Verse 19. Know ye not that you are the temple of God. And that God himself dwells in you. Therefore, verse 20. Glorify God in your body and in your mind. God is, this body was not made for sickness. It was made to bring glory and honor to God. Ephesians 5.30, you are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his blood. Now these are wonderful things, but look, it's that way in the realm of the spirit. But for you to make it so in your own life, you've got to say this. You've got to believe this. You've got to declare this. How long? Continually. You've got to declare these oneness. You've got to declare these truths continually. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14 says, The love of Christ constrains me. It compels me. It controls me. It dictates to me. That if one died for all, then we're all dead. So that they which now live, I'm alive in Christ, no longer live for themselves, but unto him that died for them and rose again. So you're no longer living unto yourself, but you belong to him. You belong to him. Now the effect of the fall... Of the first Adam. If 
he affected us. You see, here is the problem with believers. And, and, and again, I'm trying to make one point. I want to get across to you and bring you to a place of the full assurance of faith where to know that healing is the children's bread. Healing is your right and privilege. Healing is your inheritance. But one of the reasons why believers struggle in this area of healing, and this is not to put them down, it's not to bring any condemnation, but the very struggle that they have brings out the point that the first Adam and the effect of the first Adam and his fall is, has a greater impact on their life than the triumph and the life of the second Adam. It ought not to be so. Sin, by sin, through the fall of Adam, came death into the human race. But by the resurrection of Jesus has come life. So that now as he is, so are you in this world. Well, how is he? He's healed. He bore the sicknesses. He carried the diseases. Then he, and he was crucified. He was buried. But when he was raised up, he was raised up without them. And you were raised up with him. Without those sicknesses. Without those diseases. Alive unto God. Alive unto righteousness. Onto a new inheritance by the resurrection from the dead. So the effect of the second Adam must swallow up the death that flows from the first Adam. You can look up these scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15, 54, 1 Corinthians 15, 22. You can check those out. But you need to acknowledge. You see, there's a power in acknowledging of the truth. The acknowledgement of the truth is what produces the God kind of life. Titus 1 verse 1. So you need to acknowledge every freedom from the claim of humanity on you. John 8 36 says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Now is that true? If that is true and you are free indeed, it means you must be free from all these, these limitations that come from humanity, all of this other stuff. You got to be free from it. Stand fast therefore in that liberty whereby Christ has already made you free. That's how it is in the spirit. Remember, we operating from a different realm. Man, we come from a different, we come from another place. <laughs> and don't be brought into the bondage again to fear. Because you've got a spirit of adoption. I am God has followed me. I've got his DNA. I've got his bloodline. Hallelujah. Romans 8 verse 15. So, Jesus is dead. Is the only no 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 let me say let me, let me back up back up back up back up back up. These are from a natural standpoint, these are outrageous claims that I would be making. But I, I, I and yes, they are outrageous. However, from a heavenly standpoint, they're absolutely not. God loves it. But but you need to understand this point. It's Jesus' debt. Jesus' death is the only authority that frees you from being ruled by the natural life. It's the only authority. It's not medicine. It's not anything else. It is Jesus' death that frees you from that rule. That is why Paul says that our faith, he says, I didn't come with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but I came in demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power so that your faith might not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. He says, I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Glory to God. Jesus' death is the only authority that gives you this freedom. Because Jesus' death put an end to it all. 
Romans 6 verse 4 says, Know ye not that of many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have been baptized into his death? And like as Christ was raised, and you were baptized into his death, and you were buried with him by baptism. Now when you were buried with Christ, that put an end to all of your history. All of those, those old things, they passed away. All of that hereditary stuff, the human identification, they're gone, buried. Now, in resurrection, you've been raised up. And in resurrection and ascension, you have a new life. It is the life of Christ. You no longer have that history, but now you are the epistle of Christ. You, it's, not, it's not about history, it's now about his story. His life, his love, his power, his joy, his peace, his truth. His health is now your health. You are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. As Jesus is, so, is, so are you. As Jesus is, so are you in this world. He has made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and divine health. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. So... You are redeemed. You are absolutely redeemed. Now, in conclusion, is this stuff all automatic? No, 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 no. You got to believe. It takes faith. The Bible says, the Bible says if you want to, 1 Timothy 1 verse 11 and 12, in essence says, that if you want to pursue this righteousness, functioning in this oneness, having the life of Christ as your own life, operating in his authority, having all these rights and privileges, if you are going to pursue righteousness, this is what it takes. 1 Timothy 6 verse 12, you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. You're going to have to earnestly contend for that faith. Jude verse 3. How are you going to do that? You're going to have to be armed with truth. You've got to be armed with truth. It is by truth that you, it is the knowing of the truth that brings about that freedom and that liberty. You've got to be armed with truth. You've got to have the truth knowing that it is finished. Jesus finished it all. You've got to have the truth and acknowledge every good thing that is in you, in Christ. All of these blessings that are inside of you, you need to acknowledge what they are. You need to acknowledge what's finished. You got to be armed with the truth. And don't be a... Be, beware. Beware. Look out for those rattlesnakes. Beware of, 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 the, of calculated pessimism. And what do I mean by that? When you take... When you analyze and when you take um, information coming from the natural realm that is a contradiction or contrary to what is settled in heaven. But it seemed to make sense. We walk by faith, not by sense. We walk according to what is finished. And then, and then also too, you got to magnify the word of God. You got to magnify God. The Bible says in Psalm 70 and verse 4, Let them shout for joy and be glad. If you love his salvation, and if you love his deliverance, if you love walking in divine health, magnify the Lord, make him big. You got to remember that he is the creator of the heaven and the earth, and whatever might be trying to assail you that is coming against you, Nothing is too difficult for him. And whatever it is, it is, it is minute in comparison to his might and his power. Make God supreme and far bigger than the situation, than the problem. God magnifies his word above all else. You need to do the same. Someone might say, well, 
Yes, that's all good, but, but. No, 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 no more buts. You are coming into the full assurance of faith. I want, let me, let me, let me, let me leave you with this. Jesus said in John, in Mark chapter 4, verse 24, that the way you measure it, it's measured unto you. Somebody else might say, well, I don't see that way. I don't believe this. And, and this is coming out, taking this out of context and whatever, whatever. Jesus says, according to your believing, how do you believe it? How do you measure it? I have all of these resources for you. It's like I have, I have, I have more than you can ever ask or think. Now you can take however much you want, but you're going to have to measure it out. Are you going to use a timber? Are you going to use a, 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 a fork? <laughs> or are you going to use a bucket or better yet a dump truck? How do you measure it? Let me share with you something that happened to me several years ago. It's a little bit on the gross side, but it illustrates the point. <laughs> I remember several years ago, I, used to, I was teaching a Bible study back then. And, um, and it seems that and I got chicken pox. Now, you know, I mean, now this is a little bit, whatever you call it. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, um, sometime around people with my ethnicity, you know, if you get these blackheads, you normally will pop them, you just squeeze them out. So you're already in the habit of doing so. So when these, when these measles, but not measles, chicken pox came popping up on my face, man, I began to pop them. And I would pop them, man, and I pop a whole pile of them. And then after I had popped them, then somebody came along and told me, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Because now you're going to have all these black spots on your face. And that really concerned me. So I thought, what am I going to do? I'm going to be spending the rest of my life as a preacher with all these black spots on his face. So I thought, what am I going to do? Now, and I got a concordance. We couldn't ask Siri back then. <laughs> right? I got a concordance. And I found a verse of scripture in Job chapter 11. That said, chapter Job 11 verse 15 says, then surely you could lift up your face without spot. And I saw that scripture and I thought, good, I believe that. And I claimed that verse of scripture that I'm going to lift up my face without spot. Within a short space of time, all the spots disappear. Amen, praise God. But now if you were to go read that scripture, the scripture was saying, let me just back it up a little bit, in verse 14, if iniquity were in your hand and you, and you put it far away, and you would not let wickedness dwell in your tents, then surely you could lift up your face without spot. Yes, you could be steadfast and not fear, because you would forget your misery and da-da-da-da-da. In other words, it was talking about um, that you would lift up your face without a stain of sin, without any sense of shame and being unashamed, because you wouldn't be having a guilty conscience to work with. So somebody could say, come on, man, you can't use that scripture to believe for spots to disappear off your face. That's not what the scripture is talking about. And they would probably be right. The only thing is, for me to, for them, they're telling me that and it's already too late. I already got my miracle. Right? Too late. It's like those people say, I don't believe in speaking in tongues. Hey, I'm already speaking in tongues. I don't believe in healing. Well, I'm already healed. The point of the matter is this. Why the reason I mention this is to say, don't let somebody else's unbelief rob you of your faith. Don't let their faith, their unbelief, don't let it bring you into fellowship with their unbelief. The way you measure it, it's going to be measured onto you. And then you've got to decide, healing is the children's bread. It belongs to me. I've got a right to it, and I'm going to walk in it. No sickness is allowed here. Not here. Not in my house. 
You know, the Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. In other words, you have a choice. It says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. You have a choice. Well, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 13 is going to say, make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. In other words, let it be healed. So that's what I'm saying to you. It is your choice because it's already done. It's already finished. Jesus has already paid the price. It's your inheritance. But will you let it? Will you decide and make up your mind and put a stake in the ground that has for me and my house? I'm not accepting no sickness. It's not allowed. It's healing is the children's bread. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The Syrophoenician woman, she got it for her daughter. The centurion, he got it for his son, for his, for his, for his um, servant. And the Bible says that we as parents, Isaiah 59 verse 21 says, The promise and the covenant is not only for us. And the word is not only to be in our mouth, but God says it is with your children and with your children's children. The seed of the upright shall be blessed. The Bible says that's for me and my house. You've got a right to take a stance for yourself. Because your body is a temple, but you've got a right to take a stance for your whole house. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. You are blessed. You are healed. By his stripes you were healed. He bore your sicknesses. He carried your diseases. You are healed because you were healed. So I rebuke anything, any sickness, any disease that will try to cleave itself to you. I command it to go from you and I speak it with the very faith of Christ. In the name of Jesus. 